Have you ever wondered how some people create their best life with joy, peace and calm? How do they remain focused even when surrounded by uncertainty and stress? We answer these questions here at the Wellness Solutions Podcast with your host, Mary Mangos, psychologist, coach, author and online course creator. Her mission is to inspire and change lives towards more clarity, happiness and peace. Keep listening as we share wisdom, tips and science-backed practices. Mary interviews experts and inspirational people to inspire you to achieve your vision of a thriving and flourishing life. Welcome back to another episode of the Wellness Solutions Podcast. I'm really excited to share, I think really some personal, but also some really important information about burnout on this episode. And in particular, to really give you some data so that you can identify if you're headed towards burnout. We know that there are always so many issues and priorities that often compete for our attention and care and that we're responsible for. And it's no wonder that we often feel exhausted and even headed towards burnout. Are you showing perhaps some signs of burnout right even right now? What are the signs of burnout? It might be things like, and just to give you a top-level overview and then I'll go into more detail about it. Are you feeling exhaustion, isolation? Maybe you're having some escape fantasies or just engaging in escape activities, like just to try to numb yourself from the day-to-day stress and, and those feelings of exhaustion right now. Irritability, which I know, you know, is something that I can connect with when I think about my burnout experience, where just the smallest things that normally you might even laugh at just seem so, so frustrating. Frequent illness is often a sign too. So the impact on our health can be very significant. If you're feeling some of these things, and as I said, I'll go into some more specific details about the stages of burnout in a moment, just know that you're not alone. It was really interesting. Even this morning, I was reading an article by McKinsey.com and they're reporting burnout as being alarming and actually underreported. And I'm going to share some other stats in a moment, and that's quite frightening. Just to quote them, they say, Burnt-out employees are less likely to respond to survey requests about said burnout and the most burnt-out employees may have already left the workforce. Of those who did respond to our survey, nearly half are experiencing burnout symptoms at work. Wow. That makes sense that a lot of them would not respond or they may not be there because they're not well enough to, if you're already feeling exhausted and overwhelmed, then that'll be one task that you wouldn't be interested in in completing. So that makes total sense. But it's also quite scary. And as I alluded to the beginning of this episode, I ended 2020 with burnout myself. I took time off my commitments at that time and it did help, but it wasn't enough. And for me, I needed a self-care plan that was flexible but also one that I continue to prioritise myself with. So by flexible, I mean that I really had a, a toolkit of resources and people too that I could adjust as needed to really 
make a difference to how I was feeling at that time. Then in 2021, I created my first burnout program to share some of the science and evidence-based data around burnout and what made a difference for me so that I could support others. And I completed my book, Finding Your Wellbeing, too, to make a positive difference with, you know, your wellbeing right now because we know there are, there's so much stress and there's so much burnout going on already. So what are some of the stats? And just to use some Australian stats as an example, and I know we're not unique, their stats are relevant and probably applicable to other parts of the world as well. But in 2021, the Australia and New Zealand Autonomy of Work Index found that 92% of serious mental health problems in the Australian workplace were attributed to work-related stress. So stress, we know, is a big factor, and I'll go into that in a moment because it's certainly a huge driver of burnout and what it is and how it begins. And, of course, the COVID-19 pandemic added to those existing pressures with another survey from Ipsos finding that 51% of Australians report feeling stressed due to the changed work routines. So didn't we all experience and probably still experiencing lots of change uh, in terms of our work routines, but also just the constant change that goes on at work in general as well. Going back to the Autonomy of Work Index survey, they also found that 77% of employees have experienced burnout. That's a huge figure. So over sort of their lifetime, a massive number have experienced that already. And they comment that role modelling and encouraging effective wellbeing strategies are really important at that individual level. So the focus being to reduce your stress restore your energy and let's reset your well-being. So we know then just look even looking at those stats that burnout's been going on for a long time well before the pandemic and it's certainly been made worse since so it's that silent epidemic if that's been happening. So how does it happen you know it does often creep up quite slowly and as we navigate our day-to-day demands If those demands start to exceed our capacity, then we have a problem. It's really, unfortunately, easy in the constant juggle of life for burnout to occur. It might even begin with a low amount of stress that might seem quite natural or even normal. Perhaps you've got a new project that's not familiar to you or there's some issues going on in your personal life. And you might feel, okay, well, that's normal that I'm feeling some stress. But when those stress levels continue to occur, perhaps sort of in a chronic level or to a point of building and making you feel overwhelmed, prevents you from enjoying your life and experiences that were once pleasant, that's when burnout can start to build. And one thing I want to mention, I know I quoted McKinsey's sort of workplace starter, but burnout is not specifically a job-related phenomenon. The fundamental cause is that unresolvable stress that's chronic in frequency and in the intensity that you might be experiencing. Of course, it can be caused by problems at work, but it can also appear in other areas of your life. 
maybe parenting stress, taking care of elderly family, our personal relationships. It's a really painful thing to observe, not just to experience, but to observe other people struggling with it. It's really hard to address the root causes from afar if you're watching someone suffering it. So what do you need to know when you think about the stages of burnout? We want to just talk about that stress developing. And in stage one, particularly from a job and life satisfaction, you know, you're still, there might be some stress happening, low-level stress, but you're still feeling in stage one a level of commitment and or energy and creativity. The key issue here, perhaps you start to develop some patterns of coping strategies that you know, maybe you're not, you know, really supporting you as best, you know, in terms of the stresses of, your, of what's going on in your job or your personal life. But if they are helping you, if they you find that you're bouncing back at this first stage, then you know that they are making a difference to the way in which you're dealing with those stresses. But unfortunately, few people do have what we call sort of positive adaptive patterns of coping particularly as stress starts to build. And what might happen is that you start to, as stress starts to build then, move into what they call the balancing act. And that's where you start to sort of really notice that your optimism is kind of starting to wane and you might be feeling a lot less positive. You might notice more sort of job dissatisfaction or life dissatisfaction in your personal life inefficiency, whether it's at work or things that are going on at home. Uh, you might be making unnecessary decisions, losing your things. I know that I've, I can recall putting things away and then not even remembering where they are or even on your desk. Fatigue, but a, a really deep muscle fatigue, much more than something where you just, you know, have a quick rest or you have a good sleep and the next day you feel, you're starting to feel, you know, okay. Sleep disturbances can also appear in this stage too. And so you might find yourself, you know, feeling like your mind is so busy that you can't get to sleep or you wake up quite regularly. And then that escapist behavior or activities might be things like, you know, zoning out in front of the TV, comfort eating, drinking, or even smoking, just to really sort of escape how you're feeling and the stress of and your dissatisfaction right now. So being really aware of the symptoms is, is really key so that you can identify where you're at and hopefully pick up some patterns, some of these symptoms so that you can really reverse and get yourself back into that stage one and moving out of the stage of dissatisfaction and inefficiency fatigue and sleep disturbance, etc. So if it continues and we don't do that, what we might find is that we start experiencing more chronic symptoms and they appear in stage three. So that's where your fatigue then goes into that chronic exhaustion. And I can recall probably been a combination of two and three for myself in particular when I was experiencing my burnout and the kind of chronic exhaustion that how I would describe it was, I know people will say, well, exercise because that's really great. And I certainly didn't have energy for that, but I would get myself out to go for a walk and then I would go for a walk 
and find I'd have to come home and lie down. It was that kind of level of exhaustion where even walking just took too much out of me. It wasn't actually helping. It was making things worse at the time, which is quite scary and can lead to kind of a, a lot of frustration, which is part of this, you know, some of the symptoms and stage and anger and even depression for some people as well. You might notice some other, you know, physical symptoms that appear as well. You know, things are, are certainly around, you know, your health and uh, it might be, you know, your blood pressure or you might have heart palpitations, etc. and other Physical illnesses can also appear because, remember, stress is a risk factor for illness as well. And then, believe it or not, there's actually a stage four where your symptoms become quite critical and they increase in number in terms of things, you know, that you might be physically experiencing, whether it might be that high blood pressure, as I said earlier, unusual heart rhythms, even anxiety. You might be obsessing about your work, feeling strongly frustrated, have really strong pessimism and self-doubt, irritability. You may not want to socially interact with others as well. Uh, so some really significant changes can occur on top of that lack of sleep, reduced sleep quality, which feeds into how bad we feel. My sleep is such an important self-care core area of focus that we all need to work on. And be mindful of when you notice you're not sleeping because it can obviously accelerate some of the other issues as well and contribute to them too. So what do we do if we notice some of these symptoms and we start to wonder, wonder which stage I'm at and want to know more? I think it's important to start with just some self-reflection. And even right now, I'm going to raise a couple of questions and I want you to listen to them and even pause the podcast episode and just write down your reflections on these questions. When did you last feel emotionally exhausted or physically exhausted yourself? What did it feel like for you? Of the information that I just shared, what's resonated for you? So just take a few moments and write that down. By writing it down, what you do is you raise your awareness and it can start to build that momentum of supportive actions to move you towards positive well-being for yourself. It is possible to you know, assess your burnout in more detail too. And so I'm really thrilled to announce that I've reopened and improved my Beyond Burnout program. And in the program, the first section is actually free. You can actually complete your free burnout quiz and just see if you're headed towards burnout. And I also give you a link as well as reflection questions that you can use in more detail there to reflect on your results and what they mean to you. And if you want to do a much more detailed report, I've provided you a resource there as well that you can access. So check that out. That is all free. So in this program, how I've changed it is that I now will personally support your journey towards less stress and fatigue, more energy and improved well-being with 28 tips and practices. They're science-backed and really designed to help you to not only avoid burnout but recover from burnout too. Of course, you'll see I always recommend go to a medical professional, get a full physical if you are having symptoms to make sure 
that there aren't other things that are contributing to your symptoms too. That's the first thing we need to do as well. It's really important to do that, whether it's alongside a program or before starting any programs. So in my program, you'll get access to all the tips, the additional resources such as articles, videos, podcasts, all those links for 20 weeks. Remembering you get access to me anytime to ask questions, get support, or even just sharing your progress. That's one thing I love, to know how it's changing you, for me to be your cheerleader. Because we know, I know for change to occur, it's not easy. And when we're feeling burnt out, sometimes our lack of focus and being able to have some clarity on how to do things can feel really challenging. And that's why I want to be around to guide and give you feedback throughout your program. And as you go through the tips, which will pop out, each tip will appear every day for 28 days. At the end of the 28 days, you'll also get a summary of the 28 tips and you can download that. You'll see one of the tips is around meditation and you'll be able to download my Beyond Burnout Meditation as well so that you can have that for yourself to listen to whenever you want. So remember the first section of my program is free and in completing the program or enrolling in the program, you'll also get a copy of my Finding Your Wellbeing book, which I'm so excited to be able to share a a paperback copy with you too to support your journey as well. I hope you check out my Beyond Burnout program and begin your journey with me as your coach to make the most out of your beautiful life. I'm going to leave all the links to your free burnout quiz in the notes, episode notes, and on my website, I'll have the full episode notes as well available for you to check out i look forward to getting any comments and feedbacks please leave us your thoughts about this episode and i look forward to connecting with you soon bye for now thank you for listening to the wellness solutions podcast with mary mangos if you liked what you heard today please subscribe rate us in your podcast player and share your feedback If you would like to learn more about how you can create a life with more clarity, happiness and peace, check out our online courses at coachywellness.com.au. Please remember, the information supplied here is not intended to be a substitute for professional advice or treatment from a mental health professional. Thank you for listening. Until next time.